Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Just Conversations with Jamal and Nate. I'm Jamal Adams. And I'm Nate Sessoms. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us. For those of you who might be new to our space, Just Conversations is a podcast that's positioned at the nexus of faith and all matters pertaining to race, justice, and Catholic education. We highlight historical and current happenings in the realm of diversity, equity, inclusion, and anti-racism, while focusing on solutions, system changes, and amplifications of voices working to create a more an egalitarian society for all. Each episode, we engage in authentic yet provocative dialogue seasoned with critical perspectives, scholarship, and life experiences. We also conduct interviews and moderate panel discussions featuring campus community leaders. We interrogate issues related to mission identity and answer live questions from listeners. Ultimately, we aim to increase levels of awareness while normalizing conversations on all forms of oppression and marginalization. We ascribe to the idea that there's room for everyone in the movement. So no matter how much you know or don't know, we invite you to engage with us. After all, these are just conversations. As a reminder, we always love to hear your ideas and thoughts and feedback. Uh, we've had some great emails over the last few weeks. Yeah, so we make have. sure to send us a note at Just Conversations at IgnatianSolidarity.net. Again, that's Just Conversations at IgnatianSolidarity.net. Brother Nate, how we doing, brother? Brother, I'm great. I'm great. No complaints. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. I I, yeah. I, uh, I appreciate this space because I, I would tell you uh, I'm definitely in a very contemplative mode. I um, so I was telling you off air, lost my um, my uh, paternal grandmother a few weeks back. Um, and candidly, I've just been thinking a lot about the force that she was. So first off, I'd like to uh, pray for the repose of the soul of um, Mrs. Jean Matthews, uh, passed away at the tender age of 91. A young woman who grew up in Paris, Texas, graduated from high school at 16, went to Tuskegee University, graduated from there at 19, was a lab assistant for the great doctor, uh, I don't know if he's doctor, George Washington Carver, um, wow. um, uh, married and then widowed at 28, went back and got her master's in chemistry at um, at the University of New Mexico, and then was a 40-year educator. Um, at various high schools around the country. Um, she remarried my grandfather, who was an NFL coach. So she moved with him and then also um, ran the Upward Bound program at Stanford. And what I would say uh, that I think about all the time is that in an era in which black women uh, were most or really unseen, you know, uh, born in 1930, um, the obstacles that she overcame, um, the stories that she poured into me, um, I guess I'll just conclude by saying there's no way I'm not an educator if I hadn't like been, um, you know, coaxed along, taught, po- loved, poured into um, by so many people in my family, but particularly uh, my grandmother, Jean. And I, first of all, uh, con- our condolences to, um, to you and to your family um, on, on the loss of your grandmother, but... Um, you know, a lot of times, and Jamal, you know this, in our community, we think about uh, there is this idea of, uh, you know, a, a, a formal uh, funeral and services, but we also have home goings, right, which are mm-hmm. celebrations of life. Amen. And what a life, what a life uh, your grandmother lived um, to have poured into you, but also so many others, right? Think Amen. about how many people, uh, you know, whose lives 
were improved because they engaged with or were taught by or influenced by her. So, um, you know, while we mourn her loss, we also, uh, in our own way, celebrate um, those people who learned from her and who then, uh, you know, took the baton and did the same. Right. So. Amen. Uh, Amen. So, so I, we mourn, but we also celebrate a life well lived. Right. Right. And when we, when we think about what, um, what we are trying to do as purpose driven life, right? this legacy is really about what we did for people and how we made people feel. And, um, just over the last few weeks, it's, it's, the I'm comforted, um, in my loss by all the people that have, have talked very, like you said, that, that, um, grandma was, um, such a strong influence. And, and again, I would be remiss if I didn't say that I stand on my two feet, um, in large part because of, um, uh, the love I got from my family and particularly her. So, um, as we get into this, um, and I appreciate the condolences, man. I really, really do. This is one Absolutely. of the great things about our brotherhood is that, um, I know that there is, um, great men. Um, you count as one of them that stand in my life that helped me, uh, Continue to try and push forward, even in, in these painful moments. You. So I do uh, love you dearly, and I appreciate that. So Appreciate you. Um, love you back, bro. Thank you. Um, this past weekend, many people around the U.S. celebrated Juneteenth. Um, you know, I, I believe this is the second year of its uh, federal holiday status. Um, mm -hmm. And if I'm honest, I think, you know, um, what I saw was a confluence of both people, uh, you know, trying to um, – illuminate the importance of the holiday while also decrying some of the commercialization of the holiday. And so mm -hmm. um, I love today for us to spend some time to maybe help our listeners think about Juneteenth in a real way. I know it's kind of come and gone. Maybe this will be a primer for next year. Um, but I love to start kind of giving, start with your thoughts on just um, how you experience the holiday and, and things that you want to kind of start us off in that, in that space. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, so uh, you know, the vast majority of the content that we've presented on this podcast is, is really focused on anti-racism, right? Because a lot of people don't know what anti-racism is. Uh, Jamal, you and I have been in spaces and we've talked about, you know, encountering people who will are very quick to say that they don't believe in anti-racism. And then if we ask them, you know, well, what about it? Don't you believe? And well, I really don't know what it is, but I don't like it. So right. part of it has been to help people understand, you know, the basic tenets of anti-racism, uh, what anti-racist practices look like, how do we link anti-racism to uh, Catholic social teaching and on and on. But I do think it's important to, to you know, to stop, to call time out, to, to discuss Juneteenth uh, and really honor uh, the event is as, as a significant date. And, you know, Jamal, we always say this, not, not, yes, it was in the black community, but it's really about uh, the history of this country uh, and, and highlighting what we commemorate, what we don't commemorate, which is really important, right? And <laughs> and talk about what it means going forward. A lot of people that don't know what Juneteenth is, and, and we really don't want Juneteenth to be, I mean, I think for the longest, it's been a more of a cultural holiday. Um that, that, you know, wasn't necessarily mainstream. And so now that people, it's a federal holiday, people have the day off, it can't just be a day off, right? It's got to be a day that people, you know, understand uh, what we're actually commemorating and what it calls for us to do going forward. So, uh, so for me, um, you know, it, it's a difficult question to answer because similarly when people say like, what, you know, what do you do during Black History Month? And it's like, uh, continue to be black. <laughs> you know, so, so um, I, but I do, um, I did 
uh, spend Sunday, uh, which was is the was the actual day Juneteenth, June nineteenth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there were a lot. There was a lot of really good content uh, that was out there to be watched and sort of um, consumed. So I think LeBron James and Maverick Carter had a special out on the History Network or History Channel called uh, After Jackie. They really focused on Major League base, State of Major League Baseball after. Uh, Jackie Robinson uh, sort of influenced the league, sort of what happened after that. I won't give it away for people that still want to see it, but it was a really good special. Um, so I spent that day really watching, um, uh, you know, PBS, which highlighted, uh, you know, John Lewis and a few, uh, you know, uh, heroes of uh, the civil rights movement. And just, you know, after I watched them, I really just thought, sort of wrote in my journal a little bit and just thought about, you know, what, what does this mean as I continue to go forward in my own journey? And how do I honor and acknowledge, um, you know, the ancestors, our ancestors that, you know, in many cases uh, put their lives on the line, lost their lives for the promise of a better future. So how, so that's kind of how I spent you. How, how, about, how about you? What, what, well, did, what did you do? I appreciate it. I would say that, um, you know, I, I, I'll first start just by like Juneteenth to me, I, having taught um, African-American history for a long time and, Right. I really try to, to 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 center the black experience, the historical black experience in America. Um, you know, I have always um, really hung on the word freedom as it relates to Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. It, it was one of those symbol, uh, um, symbolic gestures of freedom mm-hmm. um, afforded um, to to African Americans, and and then I know we'll get into the history a little bit later of exactly what went down in Galveston. But but when I think about it, both um, um, I think about, you know, how far we have come as well as, you know, what are some of some of the obstacles that we encounter as, as far as how I spent it, truthfully, um, uh, my family was coming off of my grandmother's funeral. Um, it was father's mm-hmm. day. Um, mm-hmm. and so honestly, uh, the other word I would say is that we truly try to revel in some joy. I, uh, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. we celebrated father's day at my maternal grandmother's uh, house who's 95 mm-hmm. um, with food um, celebrating my dad and my brother-in-law uh, and obviously mm-hmm. myself as dads um, uh, we played uh, um, some cornhole uh, had a family competition <laughs> of that which was just like something we picked up in the last like I would say in the pandemic is just kind of been, become a family pastime and um, I just uh, you know kind of reveled in and the and all that is black boy joy and black girl magic in my family and um, and when I really think about it right um, as I think about our experience as African Americans um, and I'll probably come back to this even later in the podcast you know we just want to be free equal and secure and I would suggest that that day um, in the Adams family that's exactly what we did and so uh, it was really a joyful day um, and then and then kind of into the federal holiday on Monday. Um, kind of spent the morning with my, my kids. We talked a little bit about the significance of the day off, and then, candidly, I had a flight to catch, and off I went. So, yeah, um, yeah we, exactly. We actually, so. we actually we actually touched on two of two of the of the many things people tend to do on Juneteenth, which is one, engage in some history, some storytelling, some education, and then always gathering with family, coming together with community to celebrate and just be uh ourselves be who we want to be uh right outside of the within the larger context of spaces where we can't often do that so uh so that's great that sounds that sounds like a lot of fun and um sounds like you get a full weekend there brother yes sir yes sir 
Yeah, you also you also touched on uh, a point that I'm I want to I think we should come back to as we talk about the history, which is this idea of freedom, right? A lot of times Juneteenth is known as Freedom Day or Liberation Day, and um, I I think it's it's important as we get into the history to think about freedom as opposed to liberation, um, because as we know, enslaved Black people were freed, but um, many of us would argue that uh, that they were not liberated, and that's still that's what we strive for to this day. Uh, so for those who don't know what Juneteenth is uh, and what the day commemorates and what you can do in the future to celebrate, we're going to discuss all those things and much, much more. We'll be right back. ISN works for change through transformational programs, resources, and collective action to defend and promote the inherent dignity of all God's creation, both people and planet. We are halfway to our spring fundraising goal, and you can help us to be an effective and inspiring movement for justice in the church with a donation of $25 or more. You can do so now at igsol.net slash donate. That's I-G-S-O-L dot net slash donate. Thank you. This work of taking and inspiring action is impossible without your support. So we're back and we're dialoguing today about Juneteenth and sharing about the context, the background, its importance in our current context. Um, and particularly, again, how important it is um, currently. Um, again, as, as I was saying earlier, and, and I love what you said coming out of the last break, this idea of freedom versus liberation. Um, I think it's, again, one of those milestone events historically in our in our country's history in which um um, there was legislation or, or laws were enacted um, that offered the promise of freedom uh, to enslaved folks um, who had endured at that point in our history, you know, uh, multiple centuries of, 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 of the um, American slavery institution, the oppression and marginalization that came with it, the horrific uh, oppression and marginalization that came with it. And, and this, you know, uh, offered or ushered in a dawn of new day. I think I think it's um, important, and I'm going to definitely uh, pass it to you, Nate, to talk, kind of give us that like kind of that timeline, historical timeline. But I think it's important, um, really, to like if we can transport ourselves back to June nineteenth, eighteen sixty five, with this decree, um, that we also understand that though this this legislation, this 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 uh, this law was enacted, um, um, that hopefully brought the promise of the Constitution to African-American people, um, their plight, um, particularly to full citizenship, uh, was still a um, much, much longer road, uh, arguably another 100 years, you know, until the Civil Rights Act. Um, could you argue that full citizenship was gained um, and, uh, and, and, and really, you know, the end of slavery really kind of ushered in a second, I would argue, caste system to Michelle Alexander's work, um, Really talks about that that the the second kind of caste system of of of, of the Jim Crow laws of 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 American South um, you know um, began to come to fruition and so um, without without you know raining on the parade I would argue that the symbolic gesture of Juneteenth um, was a humongous milestone however like the ideas and the ideals of what it means to be American, we're still, you know, um, decades um, away from being fully realized for African-Americans. I'll pass it to you, my brother. 
Okay, no, I appreciate that. Um, I just, before I, you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't, um, we're in the month of June and, and certainly want to, talking about liberation, uh, want to highlight the fact that June uh, is Pride Month. And um, it's interesting because I was in my class, uh, we were talking about um, uh, Pride Month and Stonewall Uprising in 1969 and, and, and all that that entailed. Um, and it's interesting when we think back about uh, liberation and how many different communities are striving for liberation. And that's where anti-racism comes in because it highlights and seeks to mitigate oppression and marginalization in all forms. So just wanted to uh, shout that out about June being Pride Month uh, for sure as we get into the conversation on Juneteenth. Um, so Juneteenth, as I mentioned earlier, is known as Freedom Day. It's known as Liberation Day. Uh, for those that that you know are, are have been working to educate themselves, uh, Juneteenth is a combination of the month of June and the calendar date of the nineteenth, Juneteenth, which commemorates, as Jamal mentioned, June nineteenth, eighteen sixty five, is the the day that the last uh, enslaved Black people uh, in the state of Texas and therefore obviously the United States were declared free or learned of their emancipation, um, uh, and so in terms of history. You know, when, when the United States was entrenched in the Civil War, uh, President Lincoln issues the Emancipation Proclamation on January 1st, 1863. OK, now now the Emancipation Proclamation, many of us learned in school that the slave that enslaved black people were freed. By the Emancipation Proclamation, and that is not entirely true, that is not entirely true. And just so people know, as we're talking through this, uh, we don't say slaves, we say enslaved. Right. Because it changes right. Uh, it changes the nature. It's not like uh, uh, Africans who were stolen from the motherland had a choice, right? So they weren't slaves. They were enslaved, okay? It, it, it strips um, them of their humanity, right? I mean, like to say right, slaves, right. It, 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 right. it boils their humanity down to this one condition. That was a condition right. of their humanity, not who they were as people. Sorry. Right, and and it was a condition that was forced upon them. So they didn't Amen. have, Amen. Like they had Amen. a choice in the matter, right? Amen. So, Amen. so when so when we tell this story, and, and we would appreciate it when people talk about this, and I tend to do this when people say, "Oh, slaves!" Stop, excuse me, enslaved people, enslaved black people. That's kind of the way Amen. we talk about it. Um, uh, so the Emancipation Proclamation uh, is is issued on January first, eighteen sixty three. It was it is believed to have freed all enslaved black people, but what it did was that it freed enslaved black people in the Confederate states only, only in the Confederate states. So. We had, so, so if we think about it that way, we come to understand that although President Lincoln is known as the great liberator and there are lots of statues around the United States with him, you know, sort of standing, you know, uh, looking very stately and there's something about emancipation at the base of the statue, President Lincoln's goal was not to free enslave black people. That was not the goal. The goal was to gain an edge in the Civil War by reducing the amount of labor, labor available to produce cotton and thereby limit the economic power of the Confederacy, right? As well as its ability to continue financing the war. So the, the whole idea of freeing enslaved black people in the Confederate was to do it in the Confederate States so that the, the Confederacy would be stripped of its economy, of its economic power. Okay, that's what this was really about. Um, so, so news of the Emancipation Proclamation traveled slowly throughout the Confederate states. And, of course, we know from, from a geographic standpoint, Texas is considered, uh, just by nature of geography, the most remote of the Confederate 
states. Uh, on January 31st, 1865, Congress approves the 13th Amendment. Now, the 13th Amendment officially abolishes sl slavery throughout the entirety of the United States. Okay. Now, we also know, if those, those of you that know uh, Ava DuVernay's work, uh, 13th, you can watch it on Netflix, uh, there are challenges with the 13th Amendment. Okay. And, and so that's another conversation for another day. But it is the 13th Amendment that, that uh, abolishes slavery throughout all the United States, but not without challenges that we now uh, deal with and have been dealing with for a while. Um, and so later, on April 9th, 1865, Confederate General Robert E. Lee surrenders to Union General Ulysses S. Grant, and that formally ends the Civil War. Now, there are lots of stories about, you know, whether the, the, the Confederacy just ran out of troops and didn't really surrender. You know, th there's a lot of that conversation that happens in the South. But on April 9th, 1865, Lee surrenders to a Grant that ends the Civil War. Uh, as the story continues, on June 19th, 1865, Major General Gordon Granger arrives in Galveston, Texas, and publicly announce, announces the contents of what is known as General Order Number 3, which states that, and I quote, in accordance with the proclamation from the Executive of the United States, all slaves, using that language at that time, all slaves are free. And so upon making this announcement, uh, you know, you can imagine the scene where individuals who have been enslaved uh, their entire lives uh, are just overcome with with emotion, right? With Thanksgiving, they they go into prayer. There are large celebrations. Um, you know, huge. Um, it's an extremely emotional situation here. Um, and what the the other part of the story that I think needs to needs to be shared, and that is his piece around freedom and liberation, uh, freedom versus liberation, is while uh, enslaved black people were free, uh, you know, the question is free to do what? It's not <laughs> like they were going to go and, and like, live in their own home somewhere. It's not like they had anything more than the clothes on their back. It's not like they had, you know, wages stashed away for a rainy day, right? That that was not the case. So, so many enslaved black people who had been freed uh, had... Could could not do anything more than remain on the plantations where they had where they had been, um, and, and continue to work there uh, as sharecroppers and 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 other systems of economic bondage developed, right? So when we yeah. talk about freedom versus liberation, uh, enslaved black people were freed; they were not liberated, and that's the that's the point that continues to this day. We are still working to ensure uh, the liberation of, of black people. Uh, so many people learn in school that, okay, Lincoln freed enslaved black people and they lived happily ever after. That is not true. That is not the case. Because if it is, that leads people to then go, well, why are, you know, black people still struggling with all these institutions, you know, in the United States? And the reason is that black people were never liberated. So uh, I just wanted to share that, uh, you know, Juneteenth, uh, obviously, it maintains profound significance in this country and the black community in particular, uh, as uh, many black people migrated across the United States in the years after the Civil War ended. Mm -hmm. uh, many carried Juneteenth celebrations with them. Uh, in many cases, throughout the Jim Crow era, uh, black people were often barred from public spaces. And so Juneteenth celebrations were often confined to uh, just the black community. But uh, have evolved to include parades, public readings of the Emancipation Proclamation, 
uh, people singing Lift Every Voice and Sing, which is known as the Black National Anthems by James Weldon Johnson. Uh, you know, there are large cookouts and other communal gatherings. So that's why I was saying earlier, Jamal, the idea of you connecting with your family and celebrating Father's Day and being together, playing games, that is very, you know, very much a part of the historical Juneteenth uh, celebration. Uh, so just just uh, as we close out here, just <clears throat> in 1980, Texas became the first uh, state to uh, declare Juneteenth a state holiday. Uh, currently, Juneteenth is recognized as a holiday in all but three states. Uh, Hawaii, North Dakota, and South Dakota. On Wednesday, June 16th, 2021, the House of Representatives passed a Senate bill making Juneteenth a federal holiday. Uh, Juneteenth is an important day of celebration for, for everyone. And so I got a lot of uh, questions, Jamal, this past weekend about uh, can non-black people celebrate Juneteenth? And I, of course, I was uh, more than happy to answer that question. Uh, Juneteenth is an important day of celebration <laughs> for everyone because uh, black history is American history. Right. Mm-hmm. And it also serves as, as an appropriate opportunity to educate ourselves, all of us, about the black community struggle for true freedom and liberation in the years following the passage of the 13th Amendment. And uh, I always share with people Juneteenth is a is a great day to engage in self-reflection regarding the ways that all of us can serve as advocates uh, um, and accomplices in the creation of a more just and equitable society. So that's a little bit of background about Juneteenth. Um there's a lot to digest there, but I encourage people to, you know, continue to educate themselves on, on Juneteenth, what led to, uh, you know, Juneteenth celebrations, how it's been celebrated over the, over the years. Um, and, and then think of ways that they can engage in celebrating and acknowledging, uh, you know, black freedom, but also the striving, uh, toward black liberation. Amen, brother. Amen. I would, uh, uh, if I could stick to the history just a second, and I, I would further yeah. encourage people to look at the the, the next two decades post uh, Juneteenth or post the Emancipation Proclamation, the idea of Black Reconstruction and and the political power yep. that Black folks were able to attain over those first eleven years um, as emancipated uh, freed freedmen, um, and then the backlash uh, that ultimately was the birthplace. Of, of of not only the black codes, which is a set of laws and and statutes that continue to 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 adversely affect um, black folks' ability to be free, equal, and secure, um, and then ultimately the advent of of the Jim Crow um, system of of governance, um, uh, particularly in the American South. Um, so I, I will I will I will acknowledge um, the progress that's been made in this country by 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 understanding that we, we have a different context in 2022. But I think we must continue to push forward um, and continue to push for a more just and, e- and e- equitable society um, in which folks can um, thrive, all folks, um, um, as it was particularly to Juneteenth, but particularly black folks. And and I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't kind of close out this segment by just kind of um, candidly chuckling at the di- dichotomy of, of our 2022 context and that we have Juneteenth as a federal holiday um, for the second time, you know, in our country's history, uh, while there are state legislatures around the the country um, that are doggedly determined uh, to, you know, um, what do I want to say, uh, mute uh, true history, like the plight of 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 uh, yeah. and the true historical yeah. context of like the black experience, <clears throat> um, in a way. Uh, out of the out of frustration or or under the guise that um, 
that it creates guilt or it adversely reflects affects students um, that aren't African American as they learn these truths about um, our country. It's just it's um, I, again I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the dichotomy of of, of what we're dealing with yeah. right now, right? Um, yeah. And yeah. Uh, CRT yeah. and all that has been book part banning, of the news cycle, book banning, all this stuff, and that yeah. we're we're gonna you know make Juneteenth a federal holiday, and and it's not lost to me that that is a reaction to kind of the again our the 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 genesis or the nexus of our podcast the post George Floyd era so um we're gonna take another break uh but when we come back we're gonna kind of just we're going to discuss the contemporary relevance of Juneteenth and and share some more thoughts on uh again on on how we can look at this holiday um through a contemporary lens we'll be right back Registration is now open for the Ignatian Family Teaching for Justice, the largest annual Catholic social justice gathering in the United States. The teaching is a place for members of the Ignatian family to be empowered, re-energized, inspired, challenged, and supported by a community that sees faith and justice inherently linked. Remaining spots are filling up fast, so register today at igsol.net forward slash IFTJ. That's I-G-S-O-L forward slash IFTJ. And we're back uh, talking about the contemporary relevance of Juneteenth, also known as Freedom Day, also known as Liberation Day. Um, so Jamal, we've discussed the history and given a bit of, um, of historical context. Uh, why don't we, why don't we uh, shift into a conversation about why Juneteenth matters today? So I'm going to kick it over to you. And, uh, and let you share. Awesome. I appreciate it, brother. I, I would say I'm going to go back to go forward. And, um, and, I, okay. and I'm really going to pick off of what you said. I think um, um, you talked about the idea that, you know, uh, black folks were freed, um, um, but that they nece didn't liberated. necessarily have. Yeah, not liberated and didn't necessarily have the access to resources to, right. to begin to, to create um, or mold a society in their images. But guess what? They did, right? Um, the black folks found a way to be resourceful. Um, they began to start churches and schools. They created communities. They gained political power. They went to the ballot. You know, um, our largest amount of black senators and representatives, I think, historically in our country's history, I could be wrong, but our, I believe was in that, that 11 years moment of, uh, black reconstruction. And so, um, uh, from nothing, uh, they built a future. And I, and I think as I, I contemplate and just kind of the space that I've been in, um, and that we've talked about, um, is this idea of really imagining a new future. I, I think the relevance mm -hmm. of Juneteenth for me is that it, uh, it's really asking me, um, in my role as hopefully a leader in the community and in my role as a principal to to think about new ways forward and uh, and more importantly new ways of being human uh, new ways to interact with one another um, to really focus on some stuff I there's a passage in a book that I know I think I've mentioned before uh, by Dr. Sean Genwright called the four pivots that has just it's been like on the, it's on my phone. I look at it daily because I've just been thinking about it a lot in our work, in my work. Um, and he says, quote, we spend all of our time resisting white supremacy, fighting racism, confronting patriarchy, deconstructing capitalism, challenging oppressive systems, and very little time creating belonging, cultivating healing, 
inventing new systems and designing our future. Um, and I, mm. um, mm-hmm. I just think it's really powerful that um, um, that's kind of that 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 pivot away from the fight uh, to the build. And so when I mm-hmm. think about it, um, and even full circle with kind of the beginning, talking a little bit about my 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 late grandmother, right? Like uh, where where the celebration of life comes in is is I imagine what she was able to build in her ninety one years and all the things that she mm-hmm. went to and 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 God um, please light my path. I hope that you know when my time is done um, that my legacy is one of being a builder, um, obviously fighting. But at the same time, um, as we create space for us to be our most authentic self, where we create spaces that are that are focused on belonging and mutuality and kinship, that we're building a future uh, that allows next generations to to be born into their fuel, full humanity. You know, even going back to uh, the shout out to Pride Month, that people can be their most authentic selves uh, and be free, equal. And secure. So um, that is kind of my inspiration uh, of this holiday um, and kind of the space that I'm in right now. How about yourself? Yeah, no, that's that's uh, just hearing you share that. Um, the I mean, that that is the challenge, right? That that's a challenge in the black community, it's a challenge in uh, other communities as well Is how do you how do you do both and how do you right. balance both? How, how do you fight? Because because whether people want to realize it or acknowledge it or not, we are in a fight. Amen. Um, and at the same time, you know, be able to sort of fight with one hand, but build with the other, right? Amen. Fight with one hand, but but create with the other. Um, it's extremely difficult. And then find some time in there to rest, <laughs> to engage in self-care, right? That That's, that's <laughs> right. I mean, that's, yeah, you got to rest at some point. Uh, Amen. Uh, you know, um, I think I think um, Juneteenth obviously has a celebratory component to it, uh, and, and I guess when I celebrate, I tend to think of my ancestors. I tend to think of our ancestors, those who, as I mentioned earlier, um, you know, every time I think about the idea of people fighting for something that they knew, I mean, they hoped they would see it, but in many cases knew that they would not see it. Right. So these people are fighting. Our ancestors are fighting for a better day that they weren't going to live to see that's the ultimate sacrifice um mm. and, and and so i i think that you know we we must you know we can't do anything less than that right we have to keep the fight going um and and you know it's obvious that we're str- we are still as a community striving for the day that we aren't struggling with the institution of policing the criminal justice system uh discrepancies and disparities in in healthcare housing, education, and, and really all of the institutions in this country, which work to devalue black life. Um, you know, so, so, so my mind always starts there. Like, how do we, how do we honor the memory of our ancestors who fought to get us to where we can have a podcast on a platform to be talking about these kinds of things, um, and be in the, in, in the spaces we're in now. Um, you know, we can also, uh, you know, allow Juneteenth um, to serve as a as a as a day to reflect and in many ways recenter ourselves uh, and really think about the ways that we can take accountability uh, and mm-hmm. avoid and I'm talking about each one of us avoiding the advancement of systems of inequity in our own 
lives, in our own places of employment, in our own households. In other words, uh, when we go to work each day, are we making sure that our, the decisions we make don't negatively impact others while uh, allowing others to advance? Um, you know, are, are we making equitable decisions on a daily basis? Um, in our households, when our, our children or our mentees or uh, people we're close to say things, uh, you know, that belittle other communities, uh, that we hold them accountable, that, that we call that we call that out. And in doing so, call them in to engage in the use of language that um, acknowledges uh, everyone's human dignity. Um, and then last, I just want to say that it's important that, you know, and I was thinking about this on Sunday as I'm watching documentaries and taking notes and just thinking about you know, either uh, how I want to weave that into some of my lectures from my classes or just things that I want to, uh, you know, bring into my own life and personal practices. Uh, let's not get complacent, right? So often we celebrate and the celebration lasts and lasts and lasts. Uh, we do have to, you know, uh, stop the celebration at a certain point to engage in the work uh, and not get complacent. Uh, as I've said many times on our podcast, Jamal, and, and you know this, we talk about this off the air. You know, com com complacency is the cousin of complicity, right? Mm -hmm. Show me a place that's, that's complacent, they're probably complicit as well. Uh, and so we have to acknowledge that this work is a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's ongoing. And, you know, we can slow down to celebrate Juneteenth, have our moment, but we can't stop the fight. We can't stop working. So uh, that's why we talk about the consistent engagement in conversations around all forms of oppression and marginalization and the like. We have to keep the dialogue going. And 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 that's one of the things that I know, you know, we both feel this way. That, that's one of the reasons why we value this podcast and this platform so much. So uh, so those Amen. are my thoughts on the contemporary relevance of Juneteenth. Amen, right? As you said, we kind of uh, can't stop, won't stop. Uh, still yep. a little uh, P. Diddy yep. reference and the yep. bad boy reference. Can't stop, won't stop. So uh, we will continue that's to, the first time, to show up. That's the first time... First time the ISN has been connected with Diddy and Bad Boy. <laughs> of course, first time. of course. Well, yeah, as hip hop yeah. heads, we got to make sure we bring our most authentic self. So, um, absolutely. I want to say uh, again, brother, I appreciate you and love you, and and um, and um, I want to say thank you to our our listeners for joining us again for Just Conversations. And just a reminder again, we love to hear your thoughts, ideas, your reflections your questions. So please, if it's in your heart, send us a note at just conversations at ignatiansolidarity.net. Um, if you'd like to support the work of the Ignatius Solidarity Network, please head over to ignatiansolidarity.net slash donate and make a donation today. A lot of great work um, is being done at the ISN. Um, we're getting into that mode coming out of the summer where the Ignatius Family Teaching is being ramped up for the fall. And so right. any dollars that you... Yeah, any dollars that you can donate, help um, put together programming, bring together speakers, and really help young people yeah. um, attend the conference. Um, so possibility, so the possibility of their perspective and their mindset uh, can be expanded. So um, make sure you find us on iTunes, Spotify, share this conversation with others in your lives, particularly those engaged in, in, in DEI work and anti-racist work. Go ahead, Nate. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, bro. Ahead, I just want to, just for one quick second, I'm sorry, real yeah, quick. go ahead. Just, I just want to, you mentioned the teaching, I just want to say, and I know we, we talk about this all the time, and we feel the same about this. 
shout out to ISN staff, to their staff at ISN. Amen. They they are amazing. I know people think when they go to the teaching that there's 60 people that work for ISN. There's nowhere near 60 people, right? It's a handful of people who are dedicated, dedicated professionals who uh, do an amazing amount of work uh, the year round. But, you know, when they get into planning teaching, it's on overdrive. So just consider overdrive. them, uh, keep keep them in, in your prayers as they, as they plan and build for an amazing event coming up in a few months. Uh, and 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 uh, always a shout out to our main man AJ, who is uh, who's uh, behind the scenes but always present. We appreciate you, AJ. Thanks for everything you do. Uh, so I just want to shout out the ISN staff. I'm sorry, Jamal. Go ahead. No, no, you're good, man. AJ equal AKA the Diddy of our of our deal, right? The producer, the man yeah, behind I, the boards, I, behind the boards. Go ahead. <laughs> so no, no, again, I, I, I just want to say, yeah, go, ahead, go, go ahead, ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead, go ahead. Um. Again, make sure you find us on iTunes and Spotify. Share this conversation with others. Um, and lastly, we continue to uh, look forward to connecting with you on this journey. Um, this is a place of love and growth and our way of being persons with and for others. Um, and with that, we will sign out. Have a blessed uh, day and week. And we look forward to uh, our next episode and walking this journey with you. Be welcome.